Good morning and welcome to worship here at Kern Church. My name is Will and I'm the pastor. It's a joy to be with you all today. Uh, Here at Kern Church, we're committed to creating belonging and hope by connecting you to a life renewed by Jesus and deeply committed to other folks. And that's my hope for you today, that you feel that sense of hope and you feel that sense of belonging. Well, right now I want to say a word of prayer and then help us and invite us to join in worshiping God together. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this day. I pray blessings upon each one who has gathered here to worship you. I pray that you strengthen them in in all that they are. As we worship you this last day of 2023, I I pray that your spirit is blessed, God, and, and that you open up the hearts of each one who is here to experience your goodness, your grace, your love. Through Jesus Christ we pray, amen. I hope you all had a, had a Merry Christmas. Um, I think I can say Merry Christmas again because we still have Christmas trees up. And, and I hope that uh, maybe, maybe you have a Christmas tree up at your house too. Or maybe you're one of these crazy people that, that takes it down on Christmas afternoon. I, I think my wife wanted to take uh, Christmas down early, but she had surgery. So um, it had to stay up and, and uh, she can't lift anything. Uh, so I'm not going you know, to take the initiative, I don't think, as I'm uh, carrying around uh, little kids to, to do that. So, so we still have Christmas at our house too, and it's, it's been such a joy. I, I, uh, I hope that, um, that, that you had a blessing. On Christmas morning, you know, it, at least in my household and growing up it, especially, I, I thought that Christmas morning was about me. Um, you know, the whole world, when you're a child, the whole world kind of revolves around you. And so it makes sense that on, on Christmas morning, no one else really exists. It's just it's just you and, and, and the gifts that you get to open. And, and then even as an adult, though, it, there's something different about Christmas morning. And it feels as if it, it's not happening for anybody else. It's just happening for myself and my own family. Because it's this special time when we're away from social media, we're away from, from work, we're away from the things that we have to do, and, and time just kind of stops for a little bit. I know for me, this was, this was really nice uh, on Christmas Day. I didn't do anything that I wanted to do. Um, I just ended up napping all day and uh, you know, playing with the kids or whatever. It, it, was, it was probably what I needed to do, but I had bigger plans of things that I wanted to do, and I, I didn't do those. Uh, uh, but, but, you know, it, Christmas, it kind of seems as if the whole world just, just stops. Just stops and is focused on, on you. Now, of course, you are not the only ones in the world, and, and that there's plenty other people that perhaps are experiencing a similar thing, that there, there's people around the world that have experienced and are celebrating Christmas even still. And, and this brings up the, the childhood question that, that has really, I, I know, really puzzles children of a, of a certain age, and, and, and perhaps is, is, is something that, 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 that Hollywood and, and, and other kind of movie executives have tried tried to, to capture on, but it's, it's the big question of Christmas, which of course is, how does Santa get around the world in one night to deliver presents to every child around the world in, in one night? I mean, this is the big question of Christmas, the big question that I know that I know uh, our children at least are, are questioning. How does Santa do this? You know, when I think about Santa, Santa going around the world, I think about all the, the different people around the world. Many of us were celebrating Christmas, and of course many were not, but, but the ways that the different things that if Santa were going around the world in one night, all the different, uh, different experiences that could be captured on that one evening. 
You have, you have villages and towns where Christmas is celebrated and, and, and big lights go up. You have, you have places in which Christmas is celebrated and it's more of a private affair because perhaps those that are celebrating are persecuted. You have in your own home where maybe you have a Christmas tree up and the, the chimney flew open ready to receive the, 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 the red you know, Santa suit down the chimney. or who, what a, you, know, you have all these different things of, of, of these celebrations and these joys. But I'm also aware... But especially this time of year that everywhere Santa might have gone, it wasn't such a picture-perfect place. That, that right now, there is so much pain and, and suffering in our world that we see that, that, that not only would Santa perhaps have seen the joy in so many households, but would also have witnessed some of the violence and pain that's just still present around the world Violence of, 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 of people that are experiencing due to cartels in Mexico and the pain that, 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 that violence has, has wrecked in households. Of course, war is still ravaging around the world and we're thinking about Ukraine and, and Russia's war in Ukraine and how, how, how people are suffering and people have been displaced and, 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 and apartments have, have, been, have been blown to, to rubble and so people are, are waking up for Christmas um, and been displaced in multiple places. I mean, we have people in our own community who are new here because they have had to flee for their lives. And some of these they're, they're, are, are women with their children and their husbands are back home and not able to, to be united. And, and some people are experiencing Christmas on the front lines and, and the fighting that doesn't cease even as Christmas morning dawns. And then, of course, we know of, of, of the pain and that has happened in, in, in the area that we know as the Holy Land, close to the place of the birth of Jesus, where, where, uh, where on October 7th, uh, militants from Hamas came and, 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 and inflicted uh, killing and, and, and kidnappings upon Israelis. And, and I know that, that many of our own Jewish community felt that in really powerful and, and difficult ways here in town. And in our in our own nation, and then after and after that, and after families are still trying to deal with with what it means to not have loved ones at home, and what it means to have have deaths that you weren't expecting, then we also know of the violence that has continued and the other devastation that the resulting war from this has caused, especially in the region of Gaza, where as of December fifteenth, ten thousand children had been killed, twenty four thousand had been made orphans. 18,000 injured, pain and, and heartache in ways that were just unimaginable. At one point it was estimated, and perhaps still, that every 10 minutes a child is, is killed. And this weighed so heavy on me as I was thinking about leading up to Christmas and knowing of, of some of the, the churches that had been bombed and some of the the, the killings that had happened in churches and, and knowing that those faith communities would not be celebrating Christmas as we are. And then I also think about, think about if Santa then flew over Bethlehem. Bethlehem is, is the birthplace of Jesus, the place where, 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 where God came forth in human form to, to be born of Mary and, and, and was born in, in a stable. And, and even to this day, Bethlehem is the steward of this Christmas story. And if you're in, I have never been in Bethlehem around Christmas, but I've been in Bethlehem after Christmas. And, and it's amazing to see all that goes into celebrating Christmas in Bethlehem. Manger Square, as it's called, is full of, of Christmas decorations 
decorations, there's parades that happens, and, and because different different uh, Christian traditions celebrate Christmas on different days, the, the, the celebrations for Christmas in the Holy Land are just kind of like extended for a really long period of time, and you see all the celebrations. But what happened this year is, is that Palestinian Christian leaders, these are the same, these are the descendants of those first Christian followers of Jesus, they made a decision that they would not be celebrating Christmas this year because of the pain that was happening in Gaza. And so if Santa flew over Bethlehem, he would see darkness as the pain continues. And, and here we are uh, on, on December 31st of, that's right, right? December is the last day of the year. Yeah. You know, here we are on December 31st, and, and I know for me, I'm, I'm excited to, to step into the new year because it means that, once again, I, I need to, you know, cut out the, the, the sugar treats and the, you know, the excesses perhaps I've, I've imbibed in, right, thank you Chuck, um, for the past couple of weeks around the holidays, and, and I know that, that, that I, I can get back on the wagon, so to speak, for the, the health gains that I've made in, in, in the, this past year, and I'm excited about that, but also as I've been reflecting Reflecting on, on what it means for me to step into the new year, I know that, that, that many don't get that privilege right now. That there's many that the, the turning of, of 2023 into 2024, as you turn that calendar page, the pain and heartache in people's lives does not magically disappear. The pain and, and heartache of, of devastation does not magically disappear. On New Year's Eve, for, even though the year is ending for so many the struggle and the strife of 2023 will just continue into the next day. And it won't be as if a new year has dawned. It will just be as if it's another day, another hard day. So just as, as Santa, though, might have visited more than your house, the Christmas story, I think, in the midst of this pain, in the midst of this unimaginable um, war that's, that's torn throughout the Holy Land and Ukraine and other places of the world, in the midst of this, I think there perhaps we can find some hope in the Christmas story. I think perhaps there is one more place that we can turn and says that, that one more truth about Christmas is not that God just comes in Jesus, but that God comes in an unexpected way and perhaps in an unexpected place that you may never have imagined. You know, at Christmas, you and I celebrate the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem. He was born to Mary and to a Jewish family who lived under Roman occupation in first century Palestine. And so much of the birth of Jesus was meant to bring hope into a very specific context, into a very specific family, into a Jewish family, into a place where people who were Jewish were living under oppression from the oppressors of the Roman Empire. And for Christians who live in Bethlehem today, especially for the Palestinian Christians who have continued this, this story and continued to be stewards of, 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 this, of this, this miracle, this is still the story that's celebrated and preserved. The amazing thing to me, though, as I reflect on this and, and as I reflect on the Christmas story, is that the message of Jesus did not stay in Bethlehem. 
The message of Jesus did not stay in, in, in the region of Palestine. I mean, after the earthly life of, of Jesus, his, his message of new life and how to live differently through the kingdom of God and the power of, of God's Spirit would spread throughout the whole world. And this is, this is where, where many people of faith today draw their, draw their lineage of, of faith from. Not, from. not from the historic region of the Holy Land, um, because that is, is a part, but, but from others who experienced this worldwide movement of faith. But even before, but even before this was to happen, even at the birth of Jesus, we see that God was not just in Bethlehem. God was not just in one place, even at the very beginning. And so, of course, at the end, we know that, that if you know the, the story, you, you perhaps know that, that, that faith extended beyond in so many different ways, but this extension of faith began not at the end of Jesus' life, but it began at the very beginning. Because God wasn't just in Bethlehem. God was not just with people who worship God. God was in other places as well. One who tells us this story, I think the best, is, is Matthew. And Matthew was one of Jesus' followers, and he tells the story of how God came to some magi from the east. And God spoke to these people in ways that, that said that, that, that Jesus was coming, that God was coming. And these people that God spoke to listened to them. These were people from the east, and they were likely Persian priests of the Zoroastrian religion. So think modern-day Iran of the Zoroastrian religion, which you may not know what that is, but it's one of the old monotheistic religions, and um, there's still people of this religion that, that, are, that are alive today and then continuing on in this tradition. And so um, what is happening is that God shows up not just in Bethlehem, but God shows up in, in the region of modern-day Iran to some priests of the Zoroastrian religion, and, and God shows up in a way that tells them that something is happening in Bethlehem. You and I imagine perhaps God showing up in the manger in Bethlehem, but God is also showing up to these Zoroastrian priests out of Iran. And here's what Matthew tells us about this. And if you've got a Bible and want to follow along, I'm looking at Matthew chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in the territory of Judea during the rule of King Herod, Magi came from the east to Jerusalem. And they asked, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We've seen his star in the east and we've come to honor him. So God shows up to these magi, or perhaps you, you know them as wise men. I mean, there's a Christmas song we sing about the three wise... Is it three wise... We three kings, that's what it is. That's the Christmas song. And, 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 and we, we think about and romanticize these, these three wise men. Um, the, the Bible doesn't say that they're three, by the way. It's just three gifts that, that we'll read about later on. But God shows up to them, and they realize that something is happening or something has happened. And they, they want to be a part of what God is doing, and so they go and check it out. And they follow the signs that God gives them, which happens to be a star that, that, is, that is announcing the, the coming of the king. And the Lord sends them and, and, and on this journey, and as they get to the region of, of Palestine, uh, this Roman region, they, they, go to, um, they go and find the king. Because they think, well, if a king is being born, surely the king is going to know about it. And so they go to this guy named King, Herod. And, and what you need to know is that King Herod is not really 
a king. He's kind of a, a puppet king of, of the Roman Empire. And um, when kings hear, he does not having a son being born, by the way. And when kings hear about a, a new king being born, they get a little bit nervous because they realize that their rule and their reign could be under threat. And so when these, when these wise men, when these magi come to, to Herod to ask him about what's going on, they, Herod is concerned about the, the news that this newborn king has been born. And here's what we read in verse 3 and following. When King Herod heard this, he was troubled. And everyone in Jerusalem was troubled with them. He gathered all the chief priests and, and the legal experts and asked them where the Christ was to be born. And they said, in Bethlehem of Judea. For this is what the prophet wrote, You, Bethlehem, the land of Judah, by no means are you among the least of the rulers of Judah, because from you will, become, will come one who governs, who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the Magi and found out from them the time when the star had first appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search carefully for the child. And when you found him, report to me so that I may go and honor him too. So the king is like, you know what, I, I need to go and participate in this. And, and why don't you all come back to me and tell me what you find and, and I'll go and, and, and honor him as well. Well, when they, had heard, when, they, when they heard the king, they went and looked, the star that they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. And so they entered the house and saw the child with Mary, his mother, falling to their knees. They honored him. They opened their treasure chests and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And because they were warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they went back on their own. They went back to their own country by another route. So, so from this time, the Magi learned where, where they should go to finish this trip that God had sent them on. They, they learn from Herod and they learn from those that are kind of know about the Hebrew Scriptures where they need to go to, to see this king being born. And, and Herod, the puppet king, pretends that he wants to go with them. So he says, why don't you uh, report back to me and then I'll go and honor him. But if you keep reading, you learn that the only reason that Herod wanted to do this was so he could get rid of any threats to his throne. So, so he could perhaps kill the child that they were speaking of. And so Herod realizes that this threat, that this child could be a threat to them, to him. So, so the Magi, sent by God, go to Bethlehem and find the place where Jesus is staying. And when they find the place where Jesus is staying, they are overcome. They are overcome by the presence of God. They are overcome by the presence of God. They fall to their knees. They honor Jesus. They worship Jesus. And then they present the gifts that they, they, they brought to Him. And, and, and they are beginning at, to, to worship and to, to experience this joy that God has told them about. And then they realize it's time for them to come home. And so they start planning their return trip. Perhaps they're looking at their maps of, of how they can get back and, and tell Herod. But remember, these are people who have listened to God even though they don't really know God. And God tells them in a dream not to go back to Herod. Instead, God tells them to, in a dream to go back another route to their home country so that Jesus can be safe. You know, it's easy to think that the miracle of Christmas, that the miracle of the birth of Jesus is for you. I mean, it's easy to think that Christmas is about you and the miracle of the birth of Jesus is for you. And it is for you. 
But it's not just for you. Jesus is for you, but Jesus is not just for you. God shows up in places that you might not even think God should be. Or you might not even think that God would show up. God shows up in a stable that was used to give birth to Jesus. God shows up in a faraway place with with people that don't even worship God in the same way that the Jews do. But God shows up in places you don't even expect it. God shows up. And it's important that God showed up in this way because, because what would happen next is that the whole region was going to be thrown into turmoil and, and Herod was going to inflict severe pain upon the people. But in the midst of this, what we learned is that God was already there. And so friends, when you look at the turmoil and, and the pain in the world today, there is some hope because God is already there. God is here and God is already there. God shows up where you don't think God should even be, perhaps. God shows up where you don't imagine God is. And the gift of Christmas is for you, but it is not just for you. Tradition and Christmas movies tell us how Santa travels around the world in one night. But God is bigger than Santa, and God doesn't even have to travel to be in these places. God doesn't even have to to, to travel. God is already there. God is already present even when you don't imagine God is. Even when you think God may be absent. So as we finish 2023, the the pain, the war, the, the heartache, the mourning, the confusion, it does not end with the flip of the calendar. It does not end as 2023 goes into 2024. But God knows this and God is already there. So what So what do you do? What does this mean for you? My challenge for you is that what if in 2024, what if in 2024 as you encounter the pain in the world and as you see what's going on and the heartache, what if you just pause? Pause before reacting. Pause before before really anything else and realize that God is already there. That God is already there working in ways that you don't even imagine yet, perhaps. And just take some time to look for God. In the pain of the world, God is there, so take some time to look for God. Think about the images of those who have lost their children, those who have lost their homes, those who can't even imagine what tomorrow brings, but yet somehow God is promises to be there. God promises to be present. God promises to be there, even in places that you don't imagine. So I challenge you, as you see images of war, you look and ask God, where are you in this? As you see images and and, and you see people that you think might be your enemy, please know that God is already there. And so so look for God in this exchange. God shows up where you don't think God is. God is there, so look for God. And the truth is, this is not just about the pain of the world. It's not just about the pain of the world either, because this is also about pains that are closer to home. And I know that that many of you and, and many in our community are dealing with difficult pain in your lives and in their lives today. 
The pain of broken relationships that are still broken tomorrow. The health issues that are still there in 2024. The substance misuse that is still near to you. The problems at school, at work, at family, whatever they may be, these problems are still there. The pains don't magically disappear as the calendar flips from 23 to 24. But even in the personal pains, even in the pains that are close to home, God shows up where you least expect it. So will you look for God? In the pain, God is there. Look for God. And sometimes, especially when things are difficult, it can be hard to put words to what we are, are talking about. It really can be hard to put words. And it's at these times I know that, that humanity has often turned to song. And, and there's, a, there's a song that I think captures this. And it's a song that I, I want to share with you, but it's not a song that I can sing because that's not something that, uh, that I'm really good at. And, 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 and so it, it's really a, an old song, and it's a hymn. And, and some people don't like hymns because they, they seem old-fashioned, and, and that's okay. But the song that I want to share with you, and I want to read just a little bit of it, is a hymn called This Is My Song. And this is a, actually a song that was written during a period of pain and turmoil in the, war, in the world during the last century, between a, t- a time of, of a brief window of peace between the First World War and the Second World War. A, a time when people were questioning, you know, is God even present as, as, as generations had given of themselves and had died to disease and war and, and, and had seen so much, and as they were even preparing for a war that was going to come and to take even more. And these words were written as a way of of reflecting that God is with me, but God is not just with me. It's a song that that reminds me that at Christmas, that God comes to me, but God doesn't just come up to me. God also comes to places and lands that I have never seen. I want to share just a few words from this this song. This is a a hymn book that we have, and and here's, here's the way the song begins. This is my song, O God of all the nations, a song of peace for lands afar and mine. This is my home, the country where my heart is, here my hopes and dreams, my holy shrine. But other hearts in other lands are beating with hopes and dreams as true and high as mine. This idea that you and I have hopes and dreams for our own communities, for our own families, for our own nations, but also that God is working in the hopes and dreams of of other people in other lands too. And then in the second stanza of this song, it talks about how beautiful the land is. The, the, the majestic blue skies, the trees that, 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 that allow the, the, the sunbeams to cast through and, and to see just the beauty of nature. And if you go outside, I know that, that many of you experience the beauty in which the, the land in which we live and how wonderful it is to, to see and to be in the land. But then the author of the song reflects that, you know what, there are other places too that have land just as beautiful and skies just as peaceful as mine. And so asking that God is present, not just here, but God is present. And then the song ends in a prayer. And I want to read this prayer to you. It says, This is my prayer, O Lord of all earth's kingdoms. Thy kingdom come, thy earth, on earth thy will be done. Let Christ be lifted up till all shall serve Him, and hearts united learn to live as one. O hear my prayer, God of all the nations. Myself I give thee, let thy will be done. See, God is not just the God for me. 
God came not just in Bethlehem for you or, or for one people. God came not just into your dreams and to your hope, but God is the God of all the nations, of all the lands, of all the hopes. In the midst of this world, God is here. In the midst of the pain that we see around us, whether it's personal or global, God is here. And this song invites you to look for God and to pray. And the song does end in prayer. And so as a way of, of ending this year here in, in, in Oak Ridge, here at Kern Church, I can't think of a better way really to end this year than to end it in prayer. And, and the way that, that, that we are going to do this, and there's so many ways to do this, but one way I want to invite you to do this, in the midst of, uh, of a year of pain and death and strife for so many, let us end together by praying. End this year by recognizing and looking for God who is in the midst of the pain of the world, and then by praying for peace and praying that God will manifest in the hearts of humanity. So inside your worship program, um, there's, a, there's an insert that says pray for 2024. And I, and I shared this with you that we'd be talking about this. And, and, and there's some pins that are scattered around. And I just want to invite you to take a, a few moments as, as Chris is going to begin playing and, and think about your hopes for the new year. And maybe you can think about your hopes for the world in the new year, a big, big hopes and, and desires for, for peace and justice in the world. And, and maybe also you're thinking about a prayer for your own family and your own community. And so I just want to invite you just to take a few moments and, and to write your prayers. And to ask you this question, that in the midst of the pain that you see around you, will you look for God? And will you pray? And then after you write these prayers, I want to invite you to, to bring them and lay them in the manger. We've been using this manger throughout the Christmas, the time leading up to Christmas. And, and I want to invite you to, to bring them once again and, and to lay them in the manger. And then we're going to collect these as a church and share these to say these are our prayers for hopes and dreams and new possibilities in the new year. The global prayers, the prayers that are more intimate into your heart. And we'll share those together. Dear ones, as you enter into this next year, I, I, I invite you to pray, to look for God in the places you might not expect God to be and to offer this herd, this new dreams perhaps that you may have to God in prayer. Go with God's blessing and hope this day and every day. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to reach out to Kern Memorial United Methodist Church or see entire services, you can visit our YouTube channel, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church, and remember to like and subscribe for updates. You can also visit us on our Facebook page at Kern Memorial United Methodist Church. Thanks and have a blessed day.